What's up, world? It's your boy, Seven. Welcome you to another fire episode of the Fortifying Kings. Y'all know how we do here, man, on this podcast. We're building up brothers, giving them defensive strategies to help protect them and their families against all the wilds of the devil. So let's get it, y'all. Let's get into this episode. First, let me start off by just saying thank you. Thank you for joining me and this podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for clicking the button. Man, I, I hope that through these messages and through these podcasts, it, you're able to uh, get what it really means to be a man and really connect with us and really, you know what I'm saying? Like really, really just really feel us and what we're coming with this content. Um, we're so proud and so happy to be able to, to drop this on you. Um, today, I want to talk about uh, another topic of the battleground. And I kind of wanted to continue on with Soul Jam was talking about when he was talking about the battle of the mind. And I want to hit you with the battle of living in this world. And the reason how difficult it is to live in this world and be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a difficult thing to do. And, and especially as a Christian man, like, it's super easy as, as a non-Christian to do it. You know what I'm saying? But it's really hard as a Christian man to to be in this world and to live up to the expectations and live up to the the hype and all that stuff that, that the world expects of a man and the things they expect of us um, to live up to the expectation day after day after day. And I know some of you struggle, you know what I'm saying, like I do, like all men do, you know, with living up to that 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 level of pressure. You know what I'm saying? It could be a lot at times. You know what I'm saying? To to be that guy. So before we get started, man, let's just go ahead and and, and uh you know bring God in and, and, and pray us in, man. So dear Heavenly Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity, God. We thank you for the opportunity to share. We thank you for the opportunity for these listeners to hear, God. God, we just thank you that this podcast will touch somebody, God, that that it will reveal some things, God. God, let it be more of you and less of me, God. God, I ask that you touch each and every listener, God. We thank you for this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, yeah, man. So, like, I mean, this was really heavy for me because, like, I think for everybody, we got different phases in our life that we go through and things that we we, 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 we go through in life that, that takes us different places. And, and as I was thinking about this topic of being in this world but not of it, and I thought about the different phases of life I went through and how... The world changed for me in each phase. I mean, I can remember being, you know what I'm saying, a teenager. And I mean, like, we always teenagers, man. I remember, like, I mean, I've been in church my whole life, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, my whole life, you know. Like, I ain't missed too much church ever, you know. And I can just remember, like, man, getting the word, hearing about God, hearing about the word. You know what I'm saying? And knowing, like, man, I know right. I know what I should be doing. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo, but. I gotta go back to school on Monday and and, and they gonna be talking about the latest the latest video I'm about to date myself, but they talking about the latest video on, you know, BET Uncut. And like I I shouldn't be watching that, but like I wanna be in a conversation. I, I wanna be able to join in with them. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't wanna be the lame sitting in the corner because I ain't get to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm holier art thou. You know what I'm saying? And and that's always a part of it, man. And and even even with that saying, like, I don't want to be all holy. You know what I mean? Act like I'm better than people. 
And that's something that a lot of Christians battle with and they grapple with. That they do stuff sometimes to fit in. You know what I mean? Like they do stuff. We we, we go through things. We do things just trying to fit in. Just trying to 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 be, you know, in 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 the know, in, in the in crowd. You know what I'm saying? But it's 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 different for us. It's really different for us. The Bible calls us to be a peculiar people. And that word peculiar means strange. Means like not quite right. We all know some peculiar people, man. We just seen these cats walking around. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm, bro, it's 90 degrees outside and you got a hoodie on. Like, that's a little strange. You know what I'm saying? Like those peculiar people, man, they do stuff and you say, you're just like, man, like what, what is wrong with them? Why are they doing it like that? But that's what God calls us to be. Um, he said us that we're, we're set aside. We're put to the side. Like we're, we're different, man. We cut from a different cloth. And I know that that's, that's easy to say. And sometimes that's hard to, 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 to like, to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to do. It's hard to be different. It's hard to, to, to not be in the in crowd. But God calls us to do that. So that's what I want to talk to y'all about, man. I want to talk to y'all about like really, truly, how do you, how do you live life? How do you go through this, this walk, man, and walk with the straight and narrow, you know what I'm saying? Like with the stick up your back. Like, how do you do that? How do you make this world uh, 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 yours and able to do that? So let's look at the word. I mean, so basically, you know, there's there's a couple of different things I want to say about this being in the world, but not of it. Um, the Bible doesn't say that outright. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't say be, don't be. That's just a saying. And that's something we gotta we gotta start with first of all. Let's 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 start there. Is that the Bible doesn't outright say it? It doesn't say be in the world, but not of it. That's just kind of one of our 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 sayings that we say but what the bible does talk about is in romans 12 and 2 and that's really what we're talking about when we say this stuff uh be in the world but not of it um and in romans 12 and 2 first of all y'all I, I i take everything out of the new king james version this is just my preferred um method of of reading uh, I feel like the New King Jordan just that speaks to me. So, I mean, if you're reading along, you're following along in your Bible, and you're looking at it and you're reading different, like, that's why. Because I'm coming out of the New King James. But the New King James Version basically says this. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, and that's kind of how we got that be in the world out of it. So basically, what what this is Romans. So this is this is Paul here, and he's kind of saying like, look, man, like he starts off with with I beseech you, therefore, brethren, you know, by the mercy of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice. He's talking about us personally, and then he talks goes to the be not conformed, and to be conformed means to be molded and shaped by your world, right? And, and all that is, is co being conformed. We conform to a lot of things, 
right? When you're in elementary school and they say stand in line in order to go to the bathroom, we conform, right? Because those are the rules. Those are the rules that are set before us in society. Uh, and, 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 and I'm not saying you should break the rules. Don't get me wrong here. What I'm saying is that that there are sets of rules that don't apply to us, right? There are rules that don't apply to us, that we follow every single day. Here's one of my favorites. Men don't cry. Like, that's a big one. Like, wait a minute. Men don't cry? I saw a Facebook post the other day that says, I'm like, you know, I, I can't cry. I can't express emotion. I can't do anything, you know what I mean, that shows weakness or I won't be considered a man. I'll be looked at differently. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's, that's one of the tricks of the devil, man. The devil has us. I mean, like, we're men, but yeah, men have emotions too. We hurt, you know what I'm saying? We feel, you know what I'm saying? We we end up putting pushing a lot of that down, pushing a lot of it, you know, into a little box somewhere inside of us. But, like, we feel that stuff. And all this is saying is, like, don't conform to that, man. You don't have to be that. You don't have to be that. And here's the great thing, man. If you're ever, like, confused about, like, man, like, what am I supposed to be? Like, I think that this is the best thing about Christianity is the example that we have the example that we have in Jesus who walked this earth flesh and blood who walked this earth that we have and his example we, we can we can live by him now here's the crazy thing about Jesus though I'm gonna hit y'all with this I'm hit y'all with a little history right so like with Jesus in the Jewish faith like Jewish boys are considered men at 13 13 years old they're adults and if you look in the Bible, it keeps track of that. It keeps a record of that where it talks about how Jesus was in the temple, right? He was learning, but most Jewish kids was in the temple learning. But the thing about Jesus is what they was astounded by is his level of understanding. Like he understood more than a normal 12-year-old, than a normal 10-year-old should have understood, right? He should just be learning, just starting to learn. But his level of knowledge, expertise, and his handling of the word was blowing their socks off. So that's why they that's why they 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 was like, who who is this dude? Who who is this little kid? Who kid is this? Right? And that's why they had to think. But to say that Jesus was at 13 years old. I mean, can you imagine, dude? Like what was going through your head at 13 years old? Like, bruh, come on, man. 13? Like the things you were thinking, the things you were feeling, your body's changing, right? Your voice getting deeper. Those of y'all who are tall, you know what I'm saying? You got growth spurts, you know what I'm saying? Your knees was hurting, growing pain, stuff like that. But, like, can you imagine, you know, the hormones and all the stuff that Jesus was going through? And yet the Bible still says he was perfect in everything that he did. I mean, we sin on a on a minute-by-minute minute basis, right? The thoughts, the, the, the mentality, the... Everything that we do on a daily day basis, man, we send it all the time, constantly, right? And that's another fallacy, man, that, you know, with the Christian faith is they, they go along and say, you know, I don't want to be holy or I doubt. Like, man, I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing that the devil got on this, man. Like, you got to be perfect, bro. It's your imperfections. It's your imperfections that, that God uses. God needs your imperfections. He needs your, your mess ups, your screw ups. To be able to to use your mess. Like God is the best at cleaning up mess. 
He takes mess and the stuff that we put ourselves in and he makes it usable and valuable to somebody else. It's like it's like a garbage man who refurbishes stuff. Right? You throwing something away, he take it back and sell it to you for two times what you paid for it in the beginning. Right? And that's what Jesus does. That's what God does. He takes our mess. He takes us, you know, dirty, filthy, nasty people. You know what I mean? As far as sin goes, he cleans us up, man, spits us up, and then puts us back out there. And then people following us, people looking at us like, man, he got it together. And we're like, bro, if you only knew where I came from, right? And so, and it go back, going back to this in the world, but not of it, man, like, I'm not saying, I, I was talking about phases earlier. Like, I was talking about being in high school and being wanting to be a part of the in crowd, right? And I just believe that, like, even though I knew the word, right, I wasn't following it. You know what I'm saying? And then I get into my 20s. I get into college. You know what I'm saying? And again, I found myself in the same boat. Like, man, I'm doing stuff, going places, you know, putting stuff in my body, doing things that I know is wrong. Like, it's not a question. I know it's wrong. For sure. 100% I know it's wrong. But yet, I'm still doing it. I love what Paul said. Paul said, oh, wretched body of mine. Like the thing I don't want to do is the thing I do the most. This is Paul, one of the greatest prophets in the Bible, right? One of the greatest authors. He's saying like the thing I want, I don't want to do, I do the most. Now, listen, y'all, I'm not giving you an excuse. I'm not in here saying like, oh, like, you know, tear it up. But what I am saying is that that's where the beauty of this thing comes in right you ain't gonna be perfect bruh you you are gonna slip up your boy might hit you up one day and be like yo i know you stressed you just lost your job your girl left yada 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 the kids acting crazy right whatever whatever's going on come burn one with me and and you may be like man i know i'm not supposed to be doing this i know i'm not supposed to be making this act he may say let's go to the strip club let's go do this let's go do that and you're like man i know i'm not supposed to do that I'm supposed to be living better. I'm supposed to be doing better. You know what I'm saying? But you think in the back of your head, like, man, but I am stressed. And I know burning one one time with him, it, it made me feel better. You know what I'm saying? It will, will de-stress me going to the strip club. You know what I'm saying? Like, that'll make me feel better for sure. You know what I mean? Getting litty, that'll make me feel better for sure. And they trap you and you get caught up. But what I'm saying is that that's not the end of the story. That's only that's only the, the the jack up, man. That's only the screw up. But then we have the ability. To, God gave us the ability to come to Him and ask for forgiveness, to come back and be like, "Hey, God, look, man. I know I shouldn't have done that. Like, I I messed that up. I, I should have just said no. But I had this pressure on me, and and I was feeling this, and I felt that, and I have no outlet, and I wanted to do something, and and this is what I did, God. And I'm sorry, and help me do better the next time." Right. And God gives us that ability, man. And it's in that it's the next step that you do, because the next time the devil going to hit you with the same scenario, that's his game. He going to hit you with the same scenario. He going to make it hard on you. He going to do things to you. Right. Just to make sure that you don't you don't you don't see it through, that you don't see, walk this thing out for real. Right. Um, and there's scripture to back that up. 
right? So check this out, John 15, 19. He says, if you were in the world, the world would love its own. But because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, because of this, the world hates you. So right there, Jesus is saying, like, look, man, like, if you were a part of the world, like, everything would be copacetic. Everything would be Gucci, right? But because it ain't, because you're not of the world, because I chose you, right? Because you decided to give your life to Christ. The world absolutely positively hates you. So, yeah, he, like, when he's saying the world, he means the prince of this world is the devil, right? He hates you. He hates you, bruh. And that's what we got to know that. we That's one thing we got to know. The devil hates us. You know, your mom used to tell you, don't use hate. It's such a strong word. But, yo, like, the devil hates you. He hates you. Hates your guts. He would love to see the worst possible thing happen to you. Man, I can't even, I don't even, I can't even imagine hating somebody to that level. Where the worst possible thing would make me happy. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, there's people, man. You get into some situations and people's, you know, mentalities get warped. But I can't imagine seeing that. I can't imagine seeing anybody to that level. Right? But that's how the devil feels about you. He hates you. So he wants you to get caught up. He wants you to fall. He wants you to stumble. So he keeps throwing everything at you, including the kitchen sink. Because he's trying to get you to trip up and stumble. Right? And so because he hates you, he don't hit you with that same scenario again. And that's where the money's made. That's when you have a choice. The Bible says, I put before you life and death, blessings and cursings. And Jesus is so gracious and so, man, so wonderful. He was like, yo, here's a hint, bro. Choose life. I got you. I come to give you life and give it more abundantly. The devil comes not but to kill, steal, and to destroy right choose life i'm telling you this is where it's at right and that's when you have the ability to choose every day you have the ability to choose and like i said before god gives us the ability to hit the reset button man if you mess up if you stumble you fall if you find yourself being in the world and of the world right you have the ability to take a step back and say you know what god i'm sorry i, I need to do better i know help me Bible so good, man. He tells you, you, you if you ask, you you know what I'm saying? You ask, you shall have it. Whatever things you pray for, when you ask, believe that you receive and you shall have it. That's biblical scripture right there. Right? You shall have it. I think it's Matthew 6 and 24, 21, something like that. But that's what it is, man. Like, that's, that's really what it is. So that's the first thing. That's the first, the good news. I want to start with that. Is that, man, we have the ability to repent. If you do find yourself in the wrong situation, you have the ability to repent and start over. Now, how do I how do I not continue to make the same mistake, Seven? How do I not continue to do the same things over and over again? I think it, to me personally, man, I think it starts with the people who are around you. Because those are the people who influence us the most, right? What's that saying, man? Like, you can tell, you can tell... Uh, you know, who you are by the seven cl most closest people to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's how it goes or something like that, right? But the people who are around you, man, they are the people who have the most influence on us, 
right? They are the people who, who affect us the most. And some people have no choice but to be around, right? But we can be strategic about putting people in our lives that are going to feed us and grow us and develop us, right? We can do things. We can listen to the Fortifying Kings podcast because we know that's going to build us up. That's going to give us positivity. That's going to pump us and say, man, you can do it. This is a hard road, but you can walk this road, right? You know that, that you can get that, right? And so it all depends on like, man, who you have around us. And the Bible even tells us, again, this is Paul speaking, and this is uh, 1 Corinthians 5 and 11. It says, but now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother, who is immoral or covetous, an idolater or reveler or drunkard or extortioner, not even eat with such a person. So he's saying, man, you don't care. I mean, he, he was saying brother as in brother in the faith. But man, this you could break that all the way down to your blood. Like, man, if you know, if you know, cuz is, is not doing the right things. You know he out here wilding and you trying, man. You really just whole, wholeheartedly trying to live a better life. And you know, cuz ain't it, ain't doing it, man. That ain't the person you need to be around, cause you know he gonna pull you into some foolishness. And we all know those people, man. We all got that homeboy, right? That homeboy you love like a brother, but man, he every time you're around him, you get caught up in some stuff, man. Every single time, right? We know him, and those are the hardest people to cut off, cause the devil keep throwing them right back in our lives, right back in our lives, and they always show up at the same time. When we really could use some of their foolishness, right? We really could get into some of their wildlife. That's when they show up. When when times are hard, when it's rough, when you really need to re when you really need to relax or whatever you call that, right? You just de-stress, right? That's when they show up with the blunt in their hand, with the bottle in their hand, talking about let's get it. Like, man, where you come from, <laughs> right? But we gotta know, man. Again, going back. We got to know that the devil hates us and he wants us to lose, right? So it starts with the people who are around you. And again, man, that's why I believe that that's why church family is important, right? Having relationships with people who are like-minded, right? This Here's a fallacy, man, that I'm going to help debunk right now is the Christian faith is not meant to be done alone. It's meant to be done in unison, in fellowship. Right? If you look at Jesus and how he conducted the ministry, he went hardly ever by himself. And the few moments we saw him by himself, he was either A, praying, or B, talking to somebody, or getting ready to talk to somebody. He went never alone alone. Right? He took those 40 days and 40 nights, and the devil came and visited him. Like, you're talking about being popular. The man always had somebody around him. Right? So, like, like, yeah, man, we, 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 we have to be sure that we put the people around us, man, who are like-minded and those people who aren't like-minded, like those are people we got to keep at a distance. Now, I know, man, it's hard to cut people off. It's hard to cut your homeboy from grade school off, right? It's hard to cut your homeboy who grew up on the block with you, right? But now you off the block, you know what I mean? He's still on the block. And it's like, bro, we can't, I can't, I can't keep coming back here. I can't keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. That's the, the smoothest definition of, of insanity. We can't keep doing that, man. We can't keep falling back into the same trap. 
letting the devil get us with the same move over and over again. It reminds me, man, like when I was younger, I used to play, play Mortal Kombat with my cousin. You know, and my little cousin, my older cousin, actually, he only had two moves. He would hit me with the same two moves, the same little leg sweep. You know what I'm saying? In Mortal Kombat, he catch you in the corner and just leg sweep you to death. You know what I'm saying? And then uppercut you. You dig? So, like, the same two moves. That's how we are with the devil. The devil, we let the devil back us into a corner. We let him get us into out of our out of our stance where we have freedom and movement and he like he we let him trap us into this corner and instead of us using the good escape of jumping out of it using god's help to get up out of it to find the loophole right we let him sit us in the corner and leg sweep us and uppercut us to death that's what we do and then we get in that corner he gets us trapped the first thing we do is look for the easy way out you know what i can't take this stress it's too much. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go do something that, that I killed. The old man, right, that I put away. Here he comes back out, man. You know what you need to do, <laughs> right? You need to go fire one up, right? You need to you need to go burn one down one time. That'll give you, that'll give you peace. And that's in the devil's plan because now you go out, you know what I'm saying? You, you go out and you you in a bad part of town. You, you the part of town that you left. Right, that you made it out of. Now you find yourself back there. You know what I mean? To to participate in something that you put behind you. Right? That you that you really put behind you. So how do like again, like that's that's all a part of this game. We gotta understand who we playing with, man. This ain't no rookie. This ain't no you know, the devil is no no slouch. He coming with everything. He got he got a plan A, B, C, D, E, F. He waiting for us. But that's what I'm telling you, man. Even when you make that mistake, right? And this is the most important part is men. Like when we make that mistake, we can't just live in it. We can't just make that mistake and be like, oh, well, you know, I know that I do that sometimes. I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. That's that's what we do here on Fortifying Kings. We're transparent, man. I do that sometimes. When I might make a mistake, I, I give you a good one. One of the areas that I'm really working on trying to do better at is my language, man. It's cursing. Yeah, I said it. Cursing. Right? I work in a profession where, you know, curse words are terms of endearment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. You could be all sorts of four-letter words and somebody with a smile on their face. You know what I'm saying? It's not meant to tear people down. But the thing is, is that, you know, I'm working on that. And I be juiced up, bro. I mean, I be juiced up, man. I, I, I listen to my word on the way in. I got my Tony Evans playing on the way to work. You know what I'm saying? I'm all worded up. I'm, I'm good to go. Have me a little mini praise service. You know what I'm saying? I walk through the door and it's like, hey, you mother beep, 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 beep. And, and I just, I, I, all that Jesus just leave instantly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's sad. I'm laughing, but it's sad, bro. Because all that Jesus I'd have been doing the whole way there. Just leave. And it's like, next thing I know, I'm talking the same way they talking. And I know that's not right. I know I shouldn't be doing it. And then I get off work and I'm like, man, I had a bad day today. You know what I'm saying? And it's easy in that moment to be like, you know what? I had a bad day, man. I might as well just keep it going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I might as well keep it going. Like, it's already jacked up. I ain't going to get no worse. Right? I can't do no worse. Right? God hate all sin. 
but he tells us to watch the language that come out of our mouth, right? And so because of that, it's, it's still in the same place, right? I'm still in the same place, but it, it's not. You you can't give up like that. Like you got, even if you got to do it every time I say it, and that's one thing I'm working on. Like I got to the point now, man, where I'm transparent with the people who are around me, those that aren't even believers. I make sure I make them hold me accountable, right? I come up to them and I'm like, hey, man, look, I'm trying not, I'm trying to stop cussing, man. I'm trying to stop cussing so much. Like, I would appreciate it. Like, if you if you hear me cuss, just look at me funny. So you you know, so I know I can remind myself. These people ain't Christian that I'm talking to. And so you know what happens? Then what happens is they stop cussing because they don't want to trip me up. They don't want to get me back on starting. Like, that's how this works, man. And so I, I make those people, you know what I'm saying, like, Keep me, hold me accountable. Even if they don't stop cussing as much, they hold me accountable. Hey, Cam, you said you weren't going to cuss. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Hey, you said you weren't going to cuss. Like, what, what's up? Oh, man, my bad. You're right. You're right. Right? And so having people around you to hold you accountable, even if they're not Christian, you can still put people in your game. You stop. You want to stop trying to do something? Tell your partners. Tell them, man, hey, look, man, I'm trying, I'm trying to smoke this weed, bro. I, I, I got to stop. Right. And if you got partners that's really about you, right, if they really about you, they really got your back like that. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, all right, cool. We're not going to invite you when we smoking one. We're going to keep you out the loop or we're going to let you know, hey, you can come over, but we're about to burn one. Right. And so they'll put you out the loop. Now, that's up to you, man, because then you got to make the decision to be like, look, they keeping me out the loop for my own good. And that's that's where I'm at in my walk. I need to be out the loop for my own good, right? So that's the second thing, man. Keeping the people around you who are who are godly, who are doing the right things, who are going to keep you, hold you accountable to what you're really trying to do, right? And then the third thing is going back to the initial scripture about be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like Soul Jam talked about last week, like the thing is, is, this is all in our mind. Wars, battles, the battle is won and fought in your mind. And you gotta, you gotta get into this word. You gotta know what it says. You gotta know your enemy. Because the devil is our enemy. And he know you. He was with you. He was watching you every step of your way. What you did when you was a youngster. What you did when you was adolescent. What you did as a young adult, what you did, what you doing now, the stuff in the dark in the back that don't nobody see, the devil taking notes. He's like, oh, he like that? Okay, I got something for him. So the devil tracking you, he know you, but do you know what he up to? Do you know how to protect yourself against him? Man, the Bible gives us a whole thing. It gives us, they tell us to put on the helmet of salvation. Right, the breastplate of righteousness, right? Shod your feet with peace, right? He he tells us to put on the whole armor of God. Let me find that for you, man. I'm waiting for read that. Let me find that scripture for you about putting on the whole armor of God. Like that's super important that we do that, man, because that's how you protect yourself, right? That's how we protect ourselves. It's by putting on the whole armor of God. 
So we can find that in Ephesians 6 and 11. And I'm going to read, it's 11 through, 11 through, I'm going to say 17. And I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. I know it's a lot, but I'm going to read it for you. It says, New King James Version again, y'all. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Therefore, stand, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end and perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Now, there's a lot there to unpack, so I'm, I'm going to break this down. I don't, I don't mean to preach to y'all, man, but I do want y'all to hear this one time for me as I wrap this up. Right, Starting at verse 11, he tells us twice to put on the whole armor of God. Right? Now, in my profession, we call that a foot stomp, right? When somebody said the same thing over and over again, that's called a foot stomp. That means pay attention to this statement. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What are the wiles of the devil? What is that? That's all his trickery. That's all the little things he be trying to trip us up with, right? The Bible is telling us you got to put on your armor for that stuff. How do you find your armor? You got to get into the word, right? Your sword, the thing, your weapon, the thing that you fight with is the word of God. That's the that's the one weapon that you have. All the other stuff he named is, is for defense, right? Breastplates, your, your feet shot, uh, having your feet shot is feet covered, right? So the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the, the, the having your waist girded with truth, right? So like you got all this armor on. And then the one weapon that you got is the sword, right? The shield of faith. Your one weapon is a sword. So in order for you to be, you, yeah, you can sit here and, and, and do the Floyd Mayweather, the shoulder roll. You know what I'm saying? You you going up against the devil and you got that shoulder roll down. But your fight going to last forever if you can't throw no punches. If you can't hit back. How do I hit back, Seven? Man, you hit back with the word of God. And that's what he talks about at the end when he says, so that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, right? I need to I need to be able to say it out loud. I need to be able to say it out loud who I am. I am a man of God, right? I, I am the righteousness of Christ. He died so that I may be, my sins may be forgiven. There's no condemnation, right? And just telling, telling the devil who you are. That's what Jesus did. The devil had Jesus up on that mountain and everything the devil threw at him. What did Jesus hit him with? He hit him with something he made up. He hit him with scripture. For the word says, 
He said it three times. For the for the word says, for it is written. That's what the it is written means. The word, for it is written, man should not live by bread alone. For it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He hit him with the scripture. The devil already knew the scripture. He was he was there when he wrote it. But Jesus still talked to him in scripture. He didn't talk to him in words. He talked to him in scripture. Because there's power in the word of God. So if you're getting beat up by the devil, the devil got you in that Mortal Kombat corner. And he's sweeping you and sweeping you and leg sweeping you, leg sweeping you. And you can't get out of it. How do you fight back? You hit him with the word of God. You strike him with the sword. Right? You strike him with the sword. And that's where we are, man. Those are the three steps, man. Those are the three ways that you can that you can break out of this, man. And the funny thing is, man, I want to hit y'all with this, is that the reason why we call these battles is because battles don't end the war. If you lose a battle, the war ain't over. You can lose a battle. Losing a battle just means you get to regroup and fight again another day. And that's what we're trying to teach you, man. That's what we're trying to let y'all see. It's like, yo, I can lose a battle. And we all lose battles, brothers. That's what I'm here to tell y'all, man. There ain't nobody on the face of this earth currently that is not losing battles daily. We all take ills. None of us are perfect. None of us. There's only been one perfect person to ever walk this earth. And he's sitting on the right hand of God. We can't we can't let this beat ourselves up, man. We make mistakes. But we also can't let the ability for us to be forgiven. The Bible says where sin is there, yet grace abounds. Right? And all that means is that where sin is, is that when we mess up, God gives us the ability of escape. He gives us the ability to do it again. Every sin we make, there's an ability to get out of it. There's an ability to reset. All we got to do is ask. So don't let the devil trick you into saying, into thinking like, oh man, I messed up. I might just, I might as well just wallow in this and stay here because I ain't never going to be right. Every time, it's, I'm, I'm telling you this right here, man. Listen to this. It's, it's okay for you to take one step forward and two steps backwards. Because God is working on you, bruh. Soon, soon, you're going to be taking two steps forward and one step backwards. Then you're going to be taking three steps forward and a half step backwards. Then four steps forward and a quarter step backwards. Right? And so forth and so on. We don't never stop taking a little step back. Because we all, we nobody's perfect. But God, all we're trying to do is emulate. We trying to work to a level. And if you can overcome your past with your future, my guy, you got it. That's all you got to do. All you got to do is put forth an effort. Because God, since he gives us the Holy Spirit, he gives us somebody to help us. A help me is what Jesus called him. Right? He's given that to him. He's given that to us. He's given us that ability to overcome. But we have to, we have to use them. And we can't give up. We cannot quit. We can't say, oh, well, we can't throw our hands up and just be like, man, I can't. That's why it's so important to be in our word. 
so that we can equip ourselves. We can have faith. We can have the helmet of salvation. We can have the sword of the spirit, our feet shot with peace, our belt of truth, right? The breastplate of righteousness, right? We can have all of that on, but we take it off because we give up. Keep fighting, y'all. I'm here to tell you this. Your boy said and telling you, keep fighting, keep pushing, keep going. Don't quit. Don't give up. You're not alone. You're not alone. It's other people out here fighting with you. We're a part of a body. We're all fighting. Men, women, children, all around the world, they fighting to advance the kingdom. And that's all you doing, man. You just fighting to advance the kingdom, bro. And we got you, man. We got your back. So I'm going to end it with that, y'all. I appreciate y'all, man. Like I said earlier, I appreciate y'all listening. Man, listen, if this was good to you, if you got, you want to comment, right, shoot us an email. Hit us up. Let us know how you feel. Let us know how this podcast made you feel, what you're thinking about, what it made you think about. You know what I'm saying? If you want to add something to it, right? Man, we ain't Bible scholars in here, man. Everybody ain't, we ain't, we ain't, none of us went to seminary school. We don't know every scripture, right? So if you got something you can put in on it, man, join this family, join this group of men trying to make other men better and and and, and, and engage with us via email. We're going to have the uh, Facebook page up soon, right? We're going to have the website up soon so y'all can really get down with us and really chop it up with this. Man, we really can show spread this thing around. But yeah, if you know another brother, man, who need to hear, you know, other brothers being positive, giving advice. You know what I mean? Giving strategies, being real, transparent, right? They need that. Man, tell them to research and hit up the the the, the Fortifying Kings podcast for sure, man. Again, it's your boy Seven signing out, man. I appreciate y'all. We love y'all. I'm going to go ahead and pray out. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this opportunity, God, for this opportunity to share, for your word to flow, for your spirit to be with us, Father God. We thank you that no matter where these brothers are, at home, in their cars, you know, at work, wherever, God, we pray that your spirit is with them. We pray that you are with them, God. God, I pray for the strength of every single man. Father God, I pray for the strength against the wiles of the devil. God, I ask you to protect them, God, to fortify them and to make them better. Thank you, brothers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you listen to this podcast and you say, yo, seven, I want that, man. I want what you got. Man, it's very simple. What I got is nothing special, man. Somebody offered me the same gift that I'm about to offer you right now. The Bible gives us Romans 10, 9 and 10. And it simply says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, then ye are saved. And it's, it's just that simple. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you will be saved. So if you want to be saved today, just simply pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for saving me. Thank you for sending your son down on this earth to die for our sins. I believe that he died, and I believe that he he rose on the third day, that he's seated on the right hand of God. I believe that in my heart. I welcome you into my life. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer with me today, simply do me a favor, man. Just shoot us an email so we can walk with you, man. We don't want to just have you accept Christ and be out there alone. Because like we talked about, man, this is a hard process. It's not easy. But it's easier when you can do it in fellowship with other people. When you know other people who are going through and who's there to got you, have your back. So if you have, you just said this prayer, shoot us an email for the number four, fortifyingkings at gmail.com. Shoot us an email, man. We'll love to walk with you and uh, to keep in touch. Thanks. God bless.